Dear friend, thank you for joining us today. This is a new life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Stay tuned in order to catch the exciting segments and items that are about to come your way. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. On today's Bible slot, we'll be having Pastor Paul Lahonya talk about the tax collector's example. The health segment will be brought to us by Joanna Mamvi, and today she'll talk about insomnia. As usual, you have marvelous tunes to spiritually lift you up. Let us listen to a song, Miyaka Yangu, by Akesha Singers. Oh, 
I hope that you've liked that song by Akisha singer entitled Miaka Yangu. Let us not give room to none other than Joanne Omambia. Be encouraged. Welcome to today's program, dear listener. Today, we're going to talk about insomnia. I'm your host, Joanna Mambia. Imagine yourself in this difficult situation. You are financially responsible for a family that includes three children, and you have just been told that the company you work for is moving its business to another country because workers there will work for lower wages. If you lose your job, will you be able to find another? How will you ever feed your family? You come home physically and mentally exhausted, so you go to bed early, only to find the hours passing by without you being able to sleep. You just couldn't seem to dismiss your worries. It is midnight, then one o'clock, then two, and you just lie there as your anxiety deepens. Today, I want to talk about insomnia, a disorder in which it is hard to fall asleep and to remain asleep. Insomnia not only lowers your energy level and mood, it can also damage your work performance, your health, and the quality of your life. Following a restless night, you arise without feeling refreshed, so you have a difficult time functioning normally. Most adults need 7 to 8 hours of sleep every night, and while everyone has the occasional night when they can sleep, people with long-term sleep problems find that their lack of rest makes them irritable. Many suffer tension headaches. They have trouble paying attention to what is happening around them, so they are more likely to have accidents. They don't focus on their job, so they make more errors at work. The causes of an inability to sleep are many and include stressful life events such as the death or illness of a loved one or a divorce. As we heard in the story, concerns about work or school can also create anxiety making it difficult to sleep. Certain foods can cause you to lose sleep by overstimulating your brain. These foods include nicotine in tobacco products, coffee, tea, as well as colas and other caffeine-containing drinks, especially if you drink them in the late afternoon or evening. Many products you buy without a doctor's prescription, such as pain medicines, medicines to treat allergies, and weight loss medicines contain caffeine or other stimulants. Alcohol is a sedative, so it can help you fall asleep, but unfortunately, it prevents the deeper stages of sleep, so it often causes you to awaken in the middle of the night. Aside from the anxiety-producing emotional issues and the dietary causes of insomnia, lifestyle issues can also contribute. As examples, an irregular sleep schedule 
and eating uncomfortably large meals just before bedtime can interfere with your sleep. Many have found that insomnia becomes more common as they age. Noise awakens them and physical changes such as the pain of arthritis or back pain can interfere with their sleep. As they become less physically and socially active, sleep becomes more difficult because they no longer experience the activities that tire them, making them ready for rest. We have talked about some of the causes of insomnia and some of its outcomes. The irritability, lower job performance, and the higher risk of accidents. Other complications include an increased risk of becoming mentally depressed, of becoming overweight, and an increased risk of such chronic medical conditions as high blood pressure, heart disease, and diabetes. Adequate sleep is as important to our health as is eating, a healthy diet, and getting regular exercise. Because of all the complications, it is important for each of us to make an effort to get adequate sleep. The good news is that you don't have to tolerate sleepless nights. Simply working at solving anxiety, producing problems, and changing poor sleep habits helps to restore restful sleep for many. The key often lies in simply making changes to your bedtime routine and your daytime activities. Let's talk about proper bedtime routines first. Establish a routine sleep schedule. Keep your bedtime and awake time consistent from day to day, even on weekends. Sleep as much as you need to feel rested and then get out of bed. If you can't sleep, get out of bed after 20 minutes and do something relaxing, such as reading or watching television in another room until you become drowsy. Then, return to bed. Other ways to relax may include taking a warm bath before bedtime, listening to soft music, doing breathing exercises or having prayer. Your doctor can either teach you relaxation techniques or direct you to someone who can show you how to progressively relax your muscles and do breathing exercises that will reduce your anxiety. Also, avoid trying to sleep. You can become so worried about not being able to sleep that it becomes a problem. The harder you try, the more awake you'll become. If these techniques don't work, prescription sleeping pills may help. Doctors generally don't recommend relying on prescription sleeping pills for more than a few weeks, but several newer medications are approved for long-term use. Now, let's talk about things you can do during the daytime to prepare yourself for better sleep. Exercise and stay physically active. Get 20 to 30 minutes of vigorous exercise every day at least 5 to 6 hours before bedtime and avoid nicotine in tobacco products. And avoid nicotine in tobacco products, drinking coffee, tea, and caffeine-containing beverages before bedtime. Don't eat large meals just before you go to bed. If a painful condition bothers you, make sure the pain medicine you take is effective enough to control your pain. Your doctor may need to prescribe medications that are effective. Finally, Hide the bedroom clocks. Set your alarm so that you know when to get up. 
But then, hide all the clocks in your bedroom, including your wristwatch and cell phone. The less you know what time it is at night, the better you'll sleep. Health Nuggets is written by Dr. Richard Dukel, a medical doctor working in the United States. The medical views expressed in this program are his and may differ for your particular health needs. If you need medical advice, please consult a medical professional in your area. I've been your host, Joan Obangi. Thank you so much for being with us. Remember to send us your views, comments, or questions about the program. Send them to the producer, Adventist Soul Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awr at ek.adventist.org. I'll be back
Pastor Paul will now quench your spiritual thirst. Please stay tuned until the end. Dear listener, in Luke 18, verses 10 to 14, Jesus tells a story of two men who went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee in his self-righteous stance stood up 
and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat upon his breast and said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. The whole behavior of the tax collector in this story spoke to a great religious crisis that was going on in his life. For dear listener, you don't just pray and beat upon your breast. The beating of the breast that we read about in the tax collector, the downcast eye, and that timid posture were not just for a show. These actions, my friend, bore witness to the tax collector's painful, protracted soul struggle. They showed his indignation against himself. The tax collector saw his own pollution and misery, and contrary to the Pharisee who justified himself, he passionately cried out, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Dear friend, this is the realization that each one of us need to come to in order to experience the mercy and forgiveness of God. A story is told of a preacher who, when called upon to give spiritual consolation to a sick man on the point of death, asked this sick man what he could do for him. The sick man raised his head from the bed and said, Please, preacher, pray for me. Next, the preacher asked the sick man, For what shall I ask? The sick man answered, Dear pastor, you know best what to pray for. Then the preacher told the sick man that this was not so and that he himself as a patient could alone know what he wanted. But still the dying man would say nothing except to tell this preacher, you know best and I leave it to you. After some time, the preacher left the sick man. And then he came back a little while later and asked the sick man what he now wanted to be prayed for. When the preacher asked him this question at this time, the man opened his mouth and said, I have been a great sinner and I want forgiveness. I read that William Wilberforce, the great liberator of the slaves, said these words when he was just at the point of death, that with regard to myself, I have nothing to urge but the poor tax collector's plea, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Dear friend, in the tax collector's prayer, is a message of gracious encouragement, a message to you 
who are burdened with a sense of sin and desire to be freed. It is a message of hope for every sinner. It doesn't matter what you have done in your life. It doesn't matter what sins you have committed. This is a message of gracious encouragement and that message is that the way of mercy is open to every penitent soul. With God, dear listener, there is free mercy. There is pardoning mercy, suffering mercy. There is infinite mercy, omnipotent mercy, everlasting mercy with the Lord Jesus Christ. For as we look at the life of Jesus and the way he has dealt with people for many years, we find that there is so much abundant grace in him that far more surpasses every guilt or sin that there is in your life. It is only in him that you can have peace and hope and joy and even have eternal life. Why don't you give him your life today? Why don't you cry out to him today? The cry of the tax collector, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. If you do that, my dear listener, God will receive you just as he did receive the tax collector and you will be blessed today more than you have been ever before. May God bless you. Thank you for making Adventist already your favorite station. It has been great and I hope through the mercies of God you'll join me next time. Don't forget to send us your views, questions or comments about this program. Send them to the producer, Adventist All Radio, P.O. Box 422-76-00-100, Nairobi, Kenya. Or email us through Nairobi at ek.adventist.org. I've been your host, friend and presenter Samuel Mang. Until then, stay safe, stay blessed.